Hi again, welcome to the Black Girl Cry Podcast. So I just wanted to hop on before the episode. This is probably the longest episode that I have. Um, And it's great. I just didn't want to cut anything. But honestly, too, because this is a vulnerable place, I am kind of very burnt out. It is really difficult to be able to produce these things, edit them by myself. And, you know, I know all of that will come in time, but it just sometimes life happens and your week gets hard and you just have to drop something. And unfortunately, editing my podcast for three hours was just the thing that had to go. Um, But I finally finished editing it. It's finally out in your arms I guess if you're listening to this in bulk and not following the show schedule you won't even know it's late and so it doesn't really matter but for the people who are listening to it in real time it is late and you know what sometimes stuff is late nobody makes a rule but nobody makes the rules but me (laughs) so who says it's late nobody but today we have Mia who is the daughter of my mom's best friend from college. And so we are talking about college. She's 22 years old in school to be a PA and very involved in school and things like that. So we're talking about college and mental health. It was a fantastic conversation and I really hope all of you enjoy it. Hi everybody and welcome to the Black Girl Cry podcast. Um, Today we have Mia. And we're here, we're going to talk about, she is college age, so she is one of our young girlies. And so we're going to talk about college and coping skills and stress, because I feel like college and stress always go on the same sentence. So, amen, okay? And so that's what we're going to be chatting about today. So welcome, Mia. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Yeah. Do you want me to just give it a little yeah, introduction? So go ahead and just give it an intro. Tell us about yourself. Tell us who you are, what you do. Just fun fact. I've known okay. Mia since she was born, okay? I've known her since she was born. And that kind of ages me a little bit because she is 21. <laughs> and I remember her when she was a baby. I'm not her mother's age. To for, to just, just put that out there, Okay. We're like kids. <laughs> we were we were small children. I we were we're about nine years apart, to be clear. <laughs> yeah, nine years apart because you're 21. I'm about to be 30, so yeah. nine years apart. And you're you're younger than my sister, so she's my sister's age. But I knew yeah. her since she was she was born. So it's really nice to kind of have her here and chatting. And as an adult, talking about adult things, which is crazy, because like who would have thought? Not me. No. No. So, so. Yeah, my name is Mia. Um, like she said, I go to college at the University of North Texas. Currently here, I do a lot of things. Oh my gosh, I'm very involved here. Um, I can get into that. Basically, I'm in a lot of organizations. I'm in a lot of volunteering. Um, I have two jobs. I kind of just am very dynamic on campus, so I have a lot of experiences here, but I'm very grateful for those, but also it can get in the way. 
like Candy said, she's known me since I was little. Um, I have a brother, I have a mom, I have a dad, I have like a full family lifestyle. Um, I'm from Houston, Texas. Originally, that's where I grew up. And that's pretty much all you need to know about me for now until we get into the rest of the conversation. Until we get into the tea. What's tea? <laughs> she said. I did. She said she's really excited to be here. You are so I do want to talk about that for a second before we get into this because I just want to <laughs> I want to set the stage kind of when we're talking about coping with stress and and coping mechanisms and things like that. Like I see your Instagram and she's always posting about a different organization. And I was like, she's doing that too. She just crossed. She's a Delta. <laughs> so I'm like I was like I saw that she crossed and I was like another one like I was it was insane to me I was I was like oh my goodness this girl is so involved in the school but I love that for you I love that you are immersing yourself and you're gonna come out of this experience with so many connections and so many friends and things like yeah. that but honey she's booked and busy but <laughs> do not call me do not call her because, like, she reached out to me to be clear to do this episode, okay? First, the reason, let's go into the reason why I reached out to you. And that was because being on a podcast has been, like, my dream since I've, like, started getting into the world of podcasting. It's so authentic. It's so real. And then I saw Candy was doing one, and I was like, this is so cool. Like, I am rooting for the end i will be a um listener till the 100th episode like i cannot wait i cannot wait to see what you do i love that so you know number one podcast in the world you know just watch out <laughs> and this one's gonna go viral because let me tell you the devil was trying me today okay this one this is the one this is the one that's going viral Okay, so first I want just to start out. I have, I'm trying to like make fetch happen, you know? So I'm trying to make this segment kind of a thing and it's going to be a thing because we're just going to keep on putting into the episodes people until people are like, yeah, that makes sense. So we've got we like to call it Tear Talk. And so we just like talk about the last time because we're, is this black girl cry? We talk, we, we want to cry. We promote tears and crying here so we want to know about the last time you cried okay so this is gonna sound really shallow but the last time that I cried was when recently you know finals and everything because I had too much going on in my life I did fail very badly I got I remember the exact grade I got a 56 I was actually crying while I was taking the final. <laughs> No, like <laughs> no, because that's so real. That is so college. Like I, 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 I was taking the exam, and I was going through. I was like, "Damn, I don't know anything on this. Like, this is everything." Like he, he really said cumulative. Like I didn't know anything. And so, like, by the end, um, I just remember pressing that and just hoping I would pass, at least get a 70. And then I was just like, 
and the tears like were coming. And my professor, usually at the end, this is the most terrible part. Usually at the end, my professor is so nice. So at the end, he usually says like, oh, what did you get? What did you get? Like, and I just, he just kind of looked at me and he did not say, <laughs> he knew not to come near me and say that because he just knew. Because you were crying. Oh my gosh, I I am crying right now because that was so funny. I was just like this, like I gathered my things and just left it. And this is the worst part. Usually we take exams in like a closed setting. This exam, like we were in tables like this. So the person across from me can like easily see me closing the laptop, like just (laughs) Like, like, years away. I was so sad. Anyways, that was the last time I cried. But. Gosh. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, but it's only funny because, like, we've all been there. Anybody who's listening can attest. Anybody who's listening who has completed college and or is of college, you know, advanced age or in college can definitely attest to the fact that when you walk into it, when you know you felt the test before you even finish the test. That's why it's so funny. It's so funny because while you're crying in class and it's like, of course you're in it. So to you, it seems like, oh my gosh, like this is the end of the end, you know? But like to us, people who have finished and I'm like, you're going to finish. You're fine. Like, <laughs> you'll be all right. Girl, we've all finished tests. <laughs> I've gone to a test being like, oh, I have to get this many right to pass this class. And it's like 25. And the the, the test has 30 questions on it. So real high stakes. And then I, I no. still. Uh, we, listen, I did. I think it was the worst because I was crying because I knew I was going to get an A in the class. Like I only had to get like a 71 on the final to pass. And then I got a 50 out of that. I just got to be like... And listen, come on. Okay, so please know that she is crying over her B. And I understand you have high expectations for yourself. And it took me until graduate school to let go of those expectations of myself, where I was just like, I have to get an A. Like, if I don't get an A, then I failed. Honey, guess what that, guess what that, piece, guess what that piece of paper says? It's gonna, it says, degree awarded to <laughs> me and she she failed an exam one time it it don't matter that paper is yours at the end of the day and it does not matter what what your gpa was to be completely I honest i do realize that in hindsight which is why i'm laughing about it now <laughs> even though that was what less than two months ago but everything is fine i feel i feel much better now and yeah. i think i tend to obsess about little things in my life most of the time because I'm just like, I want to get, my ultimate goal is to be a PA and get into PA school. So, you know, that doing well in my science classes is like really important to me. So that's why I was just like, yeah. oh, I got to go A. But that's just a very high expectations. Very high. Very high expectations. And I think it's super interesting because it's like, oh, it's like, who put those high expectations on, on you? Sometimes, most of the time, it's us. Yeah, it is. Most of the time, it's like we put the expectations on ourselves to overachieve. It's like our parents, our parents do too. Let's, we're not going to take all the blame because it'd be them too. Okay, parents, if you're listening, 
Hey, mom. Hey, dad. I, I love her parents. Like, I've known them my entire life. So, <laughs> like, literally my entire life. Um, but they they get some of that blame, too. But I think we, for some reason, especially people like us who are, are overachievers already, it's like our parents are just like, this is what I expect of you. We're just like, you know what? I'm going to do more. And it's just, why do we do that? <laughs> Oh, you said that I was going to have one job. Now I'm going to have two jobs. And I'm going to be involved in organizations. Even though, like, just insane expectations. And I think that that moment, as I was, like, crying, I think I was just like, dang, like, not only am I upset about the fact that I failed this test, but why am I just, like, working myself up over this? Like, this is ridiculous. So I just need to learn to give myself grace for real because I just consistently never – I have to – I only remember that in hindsight. Like, I wish I had the type of mindset to where I'm like, okay, I walk into this, and if I know I'm not going to do well, I still give myself grace. But it's always, like, afterwards. I'm like, damn, I should have given myself some grace. Yeah. I think, I mean, and it's part of learning, I think. You're still young, so, and me at almost 30, it's really hard for me to not react out of emotion and just respond to a situation. So it's it's super difficult to go into something because, like, like you said, our expectations are super high. So it's until the expectation looks unattainable or unreasonable, why would we say, like, if if I don't do well, it's okay? myself to do a good job i'm not gonna just i'm not gonna shoot low and get like i feel like and this might be a little toxic but we're healing we're not healed okay but like i feel like <laughs> i feel like it's kind of shooting a little low to be like if i don't do a good job so i think I, i'm just giving myself it's like grace but it's like i'm giving myself a pass to not do yeah. well that's what I, that's my mindset as i'm thinking about it is like i don't i can't because I'm just like, oh my gosh, if I sit here and I just don't, like, if I shoot for the low, then I'm going to mm-hmm. get the low. Like, exactly. I'm not going to, if I shoot for the high, I might get the low, but at least I shot for the high. And most of the time lately, like, God has been on my side. I've been getting the highs, like, just very, blessings on blessings, blessings on blessings. Obviously, everything hasn't been, like, you know, but, sorry, I'm on podcast. You can't see my hand motions, but I'm <laughs> everything hasn't been on the straight and narrow but it has just kind of worked out in the way that i know it's supposed to be so yeah i feel pretty good about that yeah which is always great i love that that was a little funny that was i love that that was like a nice little tbt for me i just like i just felt that in my spirit Nice I opener. Stop. I know, nice opener. I feel that in my spirit. I love that. TVT. College girlies. The college girlies that know. <laughs> they know. Okay, they get it. They understand. Okay, so we're going to kind of get into our, our little chat now. And so, like I mentioned at the beginning, we're going to talk about college and coping and um, mental health while you're in college, maintaining a healthy mental health while you're in college. Um, I've seen a lot, especially at my alma mater, the um, University of Houston, go Cougs. Um, there's been a lot of student suicides lately, and mm. which is like super interesting to me because I'm just like, when I went, I remember them being very 
proponent, like a very high proponent for, um, I remember them being a very high proponent for mental health and our mental health services that we offer on campus. And so, and I didn't see a lot of it when I was, when I went there. And so at this point, because, you know, we discussed we're nine years apart. So last mm-hmm. time I, when I was an undergrad, it was nine years ago. Um, so I'm just kind of interested to see what, is what has changed. Thing? Yeah. What has changed? What, how is the, mindset of the people around you right now and how you like I think I have a really unique take on this because as an RA I see a lot of students coming in and out like just not the regular like my friends and I have to pay attention to the students Mm -hmm. that I see like for reasons like this because they might have suicidal ideation or they might feel unseen. And my responsibility is to make them feel seen, make them feel heard, talk to them, kind of be like a confidant and also letting them know them there. But mm-hmm. as for the mentality, I have seen it kind of be on the low end, especially for freshmen who are coming in. Just because I feel like some freshmen, when they come in, they don't have any, they don't have friends per se like I think the freshmen who come in most of them at least for me when I came in I was like everybody has already formed their little friend groups and I don't really have friend group I'm just like here so that kind of is debilitating like kind of just going through and just seeing everybody just have friends and like you don't have friends like maybe you're not doing good in school maybe your room is never clean like just when I used to do room checks like my residents would literally be like the room would be kind of, you know, bordering really just stuff everywhere. And then I'd kind of be like, is everything okay? And they'd be like, no, they'd be honest. And they'd say, no, I think that's one thing that the people, this young people today are very aware about is that they know when they're okay. And they know when they're not okay. That's probably a lot different from how it was when you were in school. Mm-hmm. But now people, people are very aware of their emotions. If I ask them like, Ooh, are you good? They're going to be like, no sis like I am not good like I I have a therapist like most of the people who I see who are very like in the dumps and depressed have are already getting help which is nice to see but the mentality is kind of just that like either they're already seeing somebody or they need to see somebody and then there's another half of students who are just kind of very social but also going through stuff at home or in family life I think all in all, everybody in college is going through something, at least. Like, there's no perfect girl in college who gets all the good grades and is so popular and, you know, has friends and whatever, like, goes to all the parties. There's no perfect girl or perfect guy in college. So, all in all. All in all. Yeah. So, in your just idea, what does a healthy college life balance look like to you um a healthy college life balance in my opinion would probably be somebody who's the grounded like who i guess who wakes up and doesn't like automatically think like oh what can i get into today that's (laughs) that's like the worst possible thing you know what i'm gonna go jump I'm going to go go with my friends on the roof and we're just going to go like rage. Like, I just think that that's like so unhealthy, like consistently filling your life with chaos. Like I can't even <laughs> imagine. 
how like the freshmen do that though like they wake up and they just think about the craziest stuff to do and i just think that that's how they think and i that's so unhealthy like just don't go into college and don't do like the craziest stuff like just stay grounded stay on the straight and narrow stay on your path like know why you're here this that's the best thing you can do because then your room gonna be clean you're gonna have some friends at least like you're gonna have friends who are on the same path as you like just things will kind of align if you just stay on your path and focus on why you're here. I just think people who just like, oh, I'm going to go <laughs> like obviously have fun in college, be yourself, like whatever. But just don't do like, dumb stuff. Don't catch a case in college. Like that's the worst thing you could do. <laughs> you know, we all know them. The, the ones who caught the case, you know, it just it reminds me of like there's some people who are in college for you know the education and the degree but some people are in college for the plot and <laughs> listen story <laughs> is that a lot yes, absolutely absolutely okay i do it the first of all i do it the craziest stuff isn't all right like i have such a unique perspective on college because i ha- i had a resident i'm just gonna say she was my resident but she was another resident, but I'm just going to say she was mine because I don't want to stay, stay stuff. You know, I don't want to. Yeah. But anyway, she was my resident and um, she was being stalked by this other girl who, in the way she said it, like she was like, came to me. She was like, hey, what do you do if you're being, you think you're being stalked? And I was like, you think you're being stalked what do you mean and she was like this girl keeps showing up out of nowhere in all my classes like she just is all my all my classes i don't think she is she's never been in my classes she follows me when i go to eat she's in the library i was over in kroger the other day and i saw her behind me in the aisle she was full on being stalked by this girl like and i was like are you serious she was like yes i've taken a picture of her and she was like and i know this girl and i was like "Ooh." <laughs> <laughs> the plot thickens. <laughs> no, literally, this girl's telling me about this terrible thing that's happened to her, and I'm like, "Ooh, what what's, what's the tea? It's got this is kind of juicy. I don't know." <laughs> and, and she's like, "Okay, but I know her because the guy I'm seeing right now." that's his ex like they used to see each other and i was like no way like how long did i was asking all the wrong questions first of all like as a man like do you feel safe do you need me to call somebody she said she said oh how long have y'all been dating she said what's tea that's what you said started with that i promise i did my job i promise guys i did my job I eventually did call the authorities, but first I asked her and I said, how long have y'all been dating? You know, how, what's, how long has the situation been going on? She was like, literally we've only been dating for like a month. The girl, apparently she thinks that I was like a mistress and like, (laughs) she basically stole her man. That's basically what the situation was. And I was like, imagine being that girl, like the stalker, like you're, you're in college. I don't have time to stalk a girl. Like, who has time to stalk somebody? That's that's catching a case. Because Baby, you you're find time. <laughs> you're following a man, and that is never good. Who follows a man? Like, first, <laughs> they're not worth it. Let me tell you. Oh, I'm about to edit that out. It's fine. Maybe not. I don't know. 
who follows a man that's all i just think that's crazy like don't do that don't catch a case that's don't the case Baby, that was honestly, she wasn't doing it for the plot. She was doing it because she has some some things yeah. going on. And I, you know what? I hope that girl has figured it's out good. her life. I hope she's good and I hope she's figured out her life. And I hope she figured out that he's he is not worth it. Okay. His 21-year-old version, I promise you, is not like, worth it. They were like 18. 18. That's even worse. His the 18-year-old version of him is just not worth it. I just I really promise you that. So that's crazy. I hope she's okay. I hope she's moved on. I hope the girl that's been stalked has dealt with the trauma of being followed because that's weird, baby. That's so weird. That is strange. So, yeah. So, that's health and unhealth. Health is, like, focus on what you're... I like what you said where you said, like, focus like on what you are... Excuse me. Focus on what you are here to do. So, mm-hmm. you are here to... And I, and I do think that college also includes building relationships and building connections and having experiences. So you're here to, cause I, I, I'm, I think that the main part of college for me, I'm a psychologist through and through. So I'm very much, well, people are just like, well, I'm not going to send my kid to school, like public schools. And I'm just, I, I'm, I want to say, you know, most of the things that they learn is how to interact with people how to become yeah. a functioning person in society. That is the intention of public school and or, or private school. As long as there's people around and other kids for them to get along with and have conflict with and, you know, work out that conflict in, you know, any way that they can, like you realize how you work out conflict when you're yeah, that. And young. no shame on those people, but you can really tell the people, You no shame on the parents who, send, who don't choose to send their kids to school, but you can really tell the kids from who went to school, went to public school, from the kids who were homeschooled, they it's just a different interaction. Like people who yeah. are like even you don't even have to be super like extroverted. Just people who can carry a conversation, it's nice. I think that's like the one thing about college that's cool. Cause you have more people around you who just want to talk, want to carry conversation, want to talk about different things, different perspectives too. Yeah. Like, oh my God, find so many different perspectives on life from just being here just because you just think about it it's like everybody because in high school it's like a hosh posh it's just a hosh posh mm-hmm. of people who all just live around you and mm-hmm. then when you go to college it's everybody from wherever but it's like all people who applied themselves to some sort in school can critically think in some sort of way so i think that's yeah. a different level of people anyways and so yeah. And it, it is just like a whole bunch of people who think differently than you, who behave differently, you, who had different experiences than you. They didn't all live in the same neighborhood as you. And so that's yeah. a different experience it's a, in itself. Yeah, it's, 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 such a different vibe. it's such a different vibe for me because I've been in the same place for, you know, like 15, 16 <laughs> years. Like I've really never lived anywhere else. So it's weird to like grow up in, in like a white, predominantly white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. and be with all these white kids and kind of see how they interact with each other like after a while you guys start having like the same type of like you know same type of talk like but then yeah. when you go to college and you're like around all these different cultures like I have never gone to school with this many black people <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not. And, then, and then you joined a black sorority so you got a lot of black friends now <laughs> No, <laughs> literally, I have 
never experienced this. I'm just enriched now. <laughs> because I went to a white school, not being here. There's yeah, there's still white people, but the black community, black UNT is lit, baby. Let me it's just lit. say. I love, I just want to say, I know we just keep on going off on tangents and we have other questions, but it's fine. I want to say okay. that the the black communities at PWIs are the best. <laughs> I have been in so many, like where I've just visited people from college or something like that, visited their colleges, like Vanderbilt, their black community is lit. You wouldn't even think in Nashville, Tennessee, like lit, lit. (laughs) I'm just in the UT, the UT black, like, girl, it's, it's so crazy that these, but I think it's just a testament to you go to this PWI and you have to find people who connect with you. Even though you went to a school, a whole bunch of white people, your family is black. So you still need to connect to black people in some sort of way. (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) Yeah, your mama's black. You know what black, black, let's talk. Okay. Hold on. That's a different conversation. So I, so I know we talked about it. So like when you messaged me about being on the episode, I was, and you were like, I want to talk about college and black mental health in college. And I was like, yes, because I think the main thing, and I I said it and I was like, oh, that's kind of true. Is that the coping skills that you develop in college and the, the time management skills that you develop in college and just like the life things that you do in college is basically what you take throughout your whole life. It's, it's not that you stop growing, but it's, it's your baseline for how you cope with things, how you deal with your feelings, how you deal with conflict and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so what are ways that you cope? We'll start with stress. Cause I feel like that, like I said, is stress in college always go in the same sentence. Yeah, but I totally agree before I answer that. Um, what you just said, like how it's just like when you come to college, it's, this is the first time I've ever lived by myself, like ever done things about my parents ever. I know that's so weird, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's normal for most people. So you're good. <laughs> done anything by myself, like just, you know, I, this is the first time I've had total autonomy over the things in my life. Like I'm like taking control of my life. So that makes sense that the things that you do now are the things that you'll do forever. But as for the things that I do forever, uh, this is going to sound really weird, but I love to watch TV when I get stressed. Um, I TV is just, I, I feel bad about it because it is a screen and I know the internet is like, unplug or, you know, Instagram right now is just like, pick up and read a book, go outside. And I'm like, touch some grass. <laughs> Yes, that's like the whole Instagram thing right now, just being totally screenless. But I'm like, but you made a reel about it. So get with it. But anyway, I I like to watch TV. I like to watch Netflix. I that's the main time I can just be by myself, just in my pajamas and my bonnet, just watching TV phoneless. Like I don't like to watch TV with my phone. So if my boyfriend knows if I'm watching TV, that's why I'm not answering because I have the phone in the other room. I'm fully immersed in the screen. I think that's cool to just not be on my phone watching TV, being my phone. That just stresses me out. And then I like to talk to my fam because it helps me feel this is, I wrote this down when I, when you sent me this and I don't understand it now, but I think I was trying to say it helps me feel like I'm not free floating in space. Like I'm not, 
I'm ground. Like I said earlier, like I'm grounded. Like I have roots on this earth. When you're by yourself for the first time, you kind of feel like you're just alone, like floating around and you're just like, oh, but when I call my family, it's like, okay, these are my people. Like these are the people who see me. These are my, this is my home. Like, you know, I'm so far from home. Like I can't go to my family like every, you know, weekend or whatever. I see my family like once every two months. So it's nice to just talk to them and realize like, okay, these are people who like love me, look out for me, see me. That's really cool. And then uh, I said, kind of just, hanging out with my friends. I do have some friends here. My sores. Shout out, shout out, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> um, they have been so cool. It's so nice getting to know them. Um, I just met them, of course. Like, so it's still, still getting to know them. But that then, they locked in for life, honey. <laughs> yeah, them my girls. Them my girls for real. I'm so excited for them and to get to know them and just each of their individual stories. But that's also really cool because I work so hard for that to be a part of this organization. So just to be with them, like it's a huge stress reliever. It's just like honestly looking at something that it's just every time I look at them, I can't help but smile because I'm like, damn, this is something I wanted forever. Like it's finally happening. But um I think some of the bad things I can say that I do, because I'm not perfect. Um, Sometimes I obsess. Like, if I am stressing about getting into PA school, I will look at Reddit. (laughs) I'm serious. I will go on Reddit, which is a rabbit hole, as if anybody knows who's ever been on Reddit. It's basically, like, um, where you can go on there and you can type your questions. And it's just, like, chat after chat after chat. But I'll type in, what are my chances of getting into PA school? And then there will be like this rabbit hole of people who are like, I have this GPA. I have this, 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 this. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I don't have that GPA. Oh, my God. And you would think like if I was stressed, why would I do that to myself? I don't know. After I'm done, I just feel like, okay, I've looked at enough. I'm tired. I'm ready to go to sleep. But when I'm stressed about PA school, I like to visually see like, th- that's the only thing that I feel like helps, I guess. Like, I like to see my chances. Like, I hate this guessing of whether or not I'm going to get in or not. But that's mostly all I think about because that's my future. It's my passion. Like, I love this. So it's not like it stresses me mostly. It's just like it only stresses me because how much I want it. Like, yeah. So, but yeah, that's basically all I had on here. And I like to listen to music. I love Taylor Swift. I have to shout out. <laughs> she does love Taylor Swift, which I'm not gonna. We're not gonna. Get... <laughs> Listen, my mom told me if I don't have nothing nice to say, not to say anything at all. Okay, so we're gonna let her. I love that she speaks to your soul. I love that for you. I love it. But I do want to say I definitely relate to the TV. I love TV. It's kind of like. A different world. I, that's why mm-hmm. I love. I do. I do love reading a book. I know, like they're like read a book, but if I'm reading a book, it's smut, baby. It's not anything of use. Give me a self help book. I'm not finishing it. Give me a smutty romance novel. I'm in that thing from beginning to end. Two days, if even that. Come on. All night, I'm reading it through. I'm up until 2 a.m. trying to finish it because I need to know. Like, I know they're going to end up together, but I need to know, you know? And so, 
<laughs> I have to know what happens. I need to know exactly how they get back together. Because I am not going to finish the book during their conflict. Why would I go to sleep yeah. on that? You know, even with I, even with knowing that they get back together. No, not doing that. Yeah. But I love it. And it kind of, TV kind of gives me that same yeah. kind of feeling. And also, I feel like it enhances my empathy too, where... I can watch somebody go through something and I and feel and understand and just kind of think mm-hmm. about people and their different experiences just because of the things that I watch. The things that I take in is like real life experiences, even though it's like dramatized or comedy or whatever. And so mm-hmm. um, definitely that. I so I love TV. It is my favorite. I love TV. I have my shows. I have shows that I rewatch for comfort. I yes. <laughs> absolutely. I, I have so many comfort shows at this point. I have to think about which comfort show I want to watch in the moment. Yes, like, there's so many of them. Back to back. Like, uh, it's mostly old 90s right now, like Girlfriends. Uh, mm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some. but I, I love A Different World. It's like my ultimate comfort TV show. I've that one. It's like heard yeah. A Different World. Okay, you're young. So I'll give you that. Go ask your mom. I need you to text your mom. After this, and be like, "Mom, what's a different world?" And she'll gonna cuss you out. But <laughs> I didn't want to use the word, but I was about to say that is <laughs> not old. Thought you trying to call us old. First of all, I wasn't even alive when a different world was airing. That I said the word. <laughs> I was not alive when a different world was airing. However, okay. my parents were young when they had me, and they watched yeah. it. So. Things that they Same. watched. I was not alive when Girlfriends was airing, but, but that was what I saw when, you know, my parents were. Unfortunately, there. I was. And so it was like, on, like, yeah. you know. But yeah, A Different World, which I think you would love it, honestly. It's, no, you should try it. It's on HBO Max. Oh, but I have HBO Max. I have yes, everything. It's on HBO Max. And it is just so, it's it, they're in college. So it's a spinoff of The Cosby Show. And so Denise, his daughter, goes to college, goes to an HBCU. Yes, an HBCU, and it's like the Dwayne and Whitley, and then they, it's like the it's like the long game of that. It's good. Okay. You should just watch it. You have okay. to watch it. It's like, but it's yeah, it's just a, basically a college comedy. It's like they're in okay. college, and it's it's old. It's like late eighties, early nineties. Tupac is in an episode at one point. Like it's it's old. It's like an old show. So, but it's my ultimate comfort show. I will go back yeah. and watch A Different World. Like, if I'm really sad, I'm like, I need to watch A Different World. It just... Because of the way you feel when you're young, I think why you want to watch the old shows because it was like, okay, when I watched the show, I was young mm-hmm. and I felt very secure. I, I mean, for me, it's like I felt secure. Yeah. And I felt like a little kid, like, or I was younger, you know, like, or I not even like I wasn't even alive during this <laughs> Yeah, I was, it was like, I don't get it, but like to be immersed in it, it's the nostalgia. It's the, and I think a lot of times the things that we use to cope. And so I, there can be so many different ways to cope. So you can cope with drugs and alcohol. Not saying you can't drink drugs and alcohol because I have a little drinky drink sometimes. But I know, 21, 21. <laughs> I've been 21 for a long time. <laughs> But 
But like I do have a drink sometimes, but I, 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 from a very young age, because addiction does run in my family, from a very young age, I was very conscious of the fact that if I'm sad, I will not be drinking. If I'm sad, I'm doing something else. If I'm sad, I'm going to listen to music or I'm going to watch a TV show, which is probably why I'm so invested in TV right now, <laughs> because I, I watched a lot of movies and I watched a lot of TV instead of like going out and drinking and things like that. Cause I was very yeah. conscious of that. I was, I've always been super self-aware. So I, I'm just like very conscious where I'm just like, I'm breaking that generational curse. I am not doing that. Yeah. Thing, so. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Cause I also am very conscious of how much that I drink. Cause I think about it now. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be that type of person where in a few years time, like I'm taking up <laughs> like drinking wine every night. Every single night. <laughs> can't help it like I it's not like I want to do this I just cannot fall asleep without it or like I just don't want to be that type of person like where I have a clutch on things like drugs or alcohol like I just don't want to do it but I mean that doesn't mean I don't have like a drink with my girls or like stuff like that with my boyfriend on date night but I think now just getting getting accustomed because I just started well let me not. <laughs> I Don't criminalize yourself. Criminate yourself on this podcast. Black Girl Cry does not condone underage drinking. <laughs> but yeah, the feel for like what I drink and everything, I cannot overdo it. That's all I know. Yeah. I saw this thing. It was like, uh, drink happily, but don't overdo it, or you won't like, or you'll take it, or it'll be taken away from you. Like, yeah. so you don't ever have to stop drinking. Like, oh, don't overdo it. So because then you have to get a little rehab and stuff like that. Exactly. It's just like, yeah. So and it, like I said, it's the coping mechanism. So however we decide to cope now. So like, if if you were to, for example, after you failed your your exam, say like, oh, I'm gonna go get a drink because I just like, you know, I'm really sad about this. I'm gonna go drink, and you get belligerently drunk. Maybe the first time it's it's not gonna create a habit, but every single time you fail a test, you go and you binge drink. Then it, when you're an adult, exactly. When you're an adult and you're a PA and you're somebody's like you at your own clinic, and like five things go wrong in one day. I'm speaking that on your life, baby. I'm speaking it on your life. Sing it on your live, I, I, your own clinic, period. Um, black women in healthcare, come on. Um, I love that for you. Uh, but and five things go wrong because things go wrong in life. That just is probably the one thing that's promised is that things are not going to always go right. Things go wrong in life. And then you're, you're like, well, something's gone wrong. So I'm going to go binge drink instead of, and so it's hard to break those habits of I'm going to do something that's healthy for me where it's like whether you know and watching tv binge watching apparently is not always good for you but it's better that's than binge it. drinking but you know so it's like but I feel like you can binge watching maybe is an easier thing to come out of than binge drinking just because it is such an addictive yes. substance so yeah it's like you just gotta figure out the things that make you feel good and the things that elicit good emotions in you because like honestly I don't really really feel good when I drink like I, I'm like having a good time but I'm not like this is making me so happy it's really yes. me spending time with my friends because most of the time I, I don't ever drink alone oh, yeah no I never drink I alone I can't even imagine 
Yeah, I was like, I don't ever drink alone. So, but most of the time it's like, I'm having such a good time with my friends right now. We're laughing and having a good time. We're all just kind of like letting loose. And that's what's making me, that's what's yes. helping me get through this. And so I just kind of take the power away from the alcohol. But that's just me coming from a family who dealt with addiction issues. Have you seen, really quick, and then we'll get into the next topic because I know you want to get into it. But have you seen this new thing on TikTok where people are doing this wine walks? Like they've got their Stanley cup and they pour wine in the cup and then they go on like walks with their dog. And I'm like, alcoholism. Alcoholism. Listen, the pandemic, let me tell you something. The pandemic, I had a phase in the pandemic where I was drinking every day. (laughs) Every day I was drinking something. And then in Texas, they they allowed to go alcohol. So with my Uber Eats that I was getting also every day, I gained like 50 pounds in the pandemic. It was ridiculous. Uh, uh, Okay. Like I would also order a margarita to come along with my food. Like the the taste of margarita right now reminds me of being in lockdown. That's how much I drank in the pandemic. It was ridiculous how much I drank. I think a lot of us are still kind of coming out of that. Especially because you're Gen Z. So Gen Z, sometimes I'm really excited for Gen Z, but then Gen Z kind of gets on my nerves too. I think Gen Z gets on my nerves just kind of like on a very surface level. My little sister is Gen Z, all her friends. And this, and, and also like my mom's, because like our moms were friends in college. That's just yeah. kind of like the base of how we know each other. That's also something really cool about us. Our moms I know. in college, not only... Do we know each other? We're we're like all friends, but our moms were very close in college. It's it's a whole cute thing. They so, and now on. we're on our my podcast talking about college. That's crazy. Yay. Full it's circle. Crazy. And that's what we call circle. <laughs> but um yeah, so yeah, our friends were our moms were friends in college. So and my parents had me young. So I was already kind of there when they were in college. So all my mom's friends, kids are Gen Z. So I'm the oldest one. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm the oldest one out of all of like the college crew kids. And so yeah. I'm just a lot, around a lot of Gen Zers. And I'm just like on the surface level, y'all get on my nerves because y'all are kind of annoying sometimes. And y'all all went through your little teenage faces. Although you as a teenager didn't really get on my nerves that much me, I will say. Um, <laughs> I was lame. <laughs> I was was lame. I was not cool. I have a very cool. I love that you just. I was not not cool. The only thing that was cool about me was that I cheered. (laughs) (laughs) You were cool. You were so cool. But my thing is, like, it didn't matter to me because, again, I was a decade older than you. I didn't care what you were doing in high school. I just was like, she didn't get on my nerves that much. No, I (laughs) like. You and Jay, since y'all were so social, I think y'all were the coolest. Like, y'all were, like, always so social. And, like, y'all were, like, such, like, I don't know. Like, y'all used to just talk to all all the kids. I just remember that about y'all. Like, y'all used to be really social. And I was just, like. And now look at you now. Five organizations. Come on. Come on. Everybody comes. Everybody blooms in their own time. So. Yeah. And you are blooming now, honey. So, but, yeah, I feel like millennials and Gen Z. I feel like Gen Z is going to be all right, is my point. 
sometimes, sometimes y'all get on my nerves, but most of the time y'all are going to be okay because y'all are super self-aware. Y'all are so self-aware. It's insane. I think it's because of just the access to materials that y'all have. Y'all have a lot of access to a lot of like mental health resources at the tip of your fingers. You don't have to pay for them. You can just go on Instagram, an uh, Instagram page that's for mental health and you, you have it. And millennials, I was talking about this with my best friend today. I was like, it's so crazy because we remember a time when there wasn't internet, when we were talking about VHSs today, how we had to make sure the VHS was rewound before we took it back to Blockbuster. We remember a time before there was cell phones, before there was social media, before, and and I was talking about it in the sense of doing this. I was like, I never thought that this was possible for me because when I was younger, dreaming about what I wanted to be when I grew up, this didn't exist. So I yeah. was like, yeah. I don't know. And so now I'm doing it. I'm just like, okay, I guess this is what I'm doing when I grow up. I mean, I guess the the equivalent of this would have been like a newscaster. And I definitely didn't want to do that. But somebody told me in high school after a presentation, they were like, you should be a newscaster. And I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> You were social. Yeah, I was social. And I had good public speaking skills. That that was mainly the thing. They were like, you have good public speaking skills. You should be a newscaster. But I didn't want to do that. But this didn't exist then. So, and we just, yeah. And like millennials, I, I think we just deal with so many transitions and so many different things. And so many traumatic things have happened in the span of our lives between 9-11, all of the major school shootings all of them in our entire life, a global pandemic where we were stuck in our house for a year. All of those things have happened in our time span. Ooh, baby. Girl, racial upheaval, like yes. during a global pandemic, mind you, like all of that happening to us. And so, you know, sometimes we got to drink wine out of a Stanley cup. That was tough. Yeah, like when you have this different experiences happening, like that was tough. That whole experience with the pandemic, like, oh my gosh, not having a senior year. Yeah. It, it, that was that was tough, dang. I just sometimes I block that out because it was just a lot. Yeah. Like it was a lot to deal with that. Sometimes I was just like, okay, I can't sit here and ball about it. Like it, it I'm not gonna get a senior year. Like, that's fine. Like it, it kind of just became something that was just like, okay, guess I'm just going to go to college. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think that's the reason why you are going so hard in college and making sure you're yeah. getting a good experience? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like that's why, oh, I hate to say that. That's why I was going to say that's why COVID is like something interesting came out of COVID. Let me just say that. Yeah. Something interesting came out of COVID to where like, I feel like people are going really hard and that's like a positive and a negative because mm -hmm. everyone out of COVID is like me personally. I'm like, I'm going to do whatever I can. I'm going to make whatever experience I can do here. I'm going to make it account. Like I'm going to come here. I'm going to get good grades. I'm going to be involved. I'm going to impact something. Like I'm going to make my mark here. But like also it can be bad because people are coming out of the pandemic and they're putting so many high expectations for themselves. Like on Instagram, people are like, oh, I have a, I'm a homeowner. I'm a homeowner and I am 20 years old. <laughs> and here's my husband and here's my, our dog. And we're going to own five more homes next week. I just feel like it's so like the ex expectations are ridiculous. Like billionaires and millionaires by like 26, like just so it makes people feel so 
debilitating. Me and my friend were talking about this earlier, like just how terrible it is that like when you see Instagram and you just see people like so successful, like, and you're just like at college, <laughs> bro. Yeah. You can't even imagine that life for yourself in like two years and you're like, okay, I'm never going to be as successful as them. But it's just like people put their best selves on Instagram. People are going to put they're going to put everything they've got on Instagram. And those people are most likely content creators. Those people most likely do something completely different from what you do. They have a different path from you do. They've struggled. They've gone through stuff. Like, that's what I've come to realize when I look on social media. But then I'm the next second I look and I'm like, dang, but I could be a millionaire by 25 now. <laughs> no. I was like, I think timeline is also super interesting. And you know what? We're just gonna have to make a part one part two because I just like I don't want to cut it off prematurely. But I feel so bad. I'm sorry. I'm like, no, 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 you're fine. I, I love the conversation. Do not apologize. I, I think it's great and I, I'm okay with cutting it and being part one, part two, because it's great and I think it's very useful information. But I want to get your kind of take on you kind of mentioned just like the timeline with your age do you still kind of feel restri- not restricted but just do you feel like your life is on a plan according to your age right now um yes because I have a different plan to where I want to go to undergrad then I'm trying to go to grad school it takes years to do those things so I guess I need to wait but to do those things because I'm not going to be a PA until I'm like 25, please. Until I'm like 20. But then see, I just was like praying for it because yeah. at the end of the day, I could not get into PA school my first year. Like it's very possible that happens all the time. And so I'm just like, that's my worst nightmare. How do you know that? You know that because of Reddit, girl. Get Stay off of Reddit. That's what, I, that's what I meant to tell you. Stay off of Reddit. Okay. Yeah. Those people, that's not your experience. Because guess what? Guess what? God has a plan for you. And whether it's to get into PA school the first year or not get in PA school the first year or whatever, he's going to give you the desires of your heart. So even if you don't get in the first year, guess what? Maybe you need to rest. Maybe you need to rest. Maybe God's preparing you for something else. It, either way, it's going to work out. It's, don't stress yes. out about stay off of Reddit. <laughs> I think the other day when I was like I told you at the beginning of the story, when I was crying <laughs> over the grave. <laughs> I, after that, like, first of all, I didn't just cry for like 30 minutes. I cried for days. And I think the reason why I'm bringing bringing it back up is because I think the reason I cried for days is because I started like really doubting myself and like doubting the path that I was on. Like, I'm like, this is insane. Like, I cannot be a PA by the time I'm 26. Like, I'm trying to be this amazing, like, something that I really want, like, obviously I have such a passion for this, but it's just like, there's no way I can do this. Like I'm trying, I was just doubting myself. I was like, maybe I could do this, 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 but I'm like, no, I want to be a PA. And I think that was really important. I was like on the phone with my dad and he was just like, I think he just texted me actually. I don't think I was on the phone with him, but he was like, I believe in you. And I think him saying that was just like everything. Like he was like, I believe in my, my parents believe in me. I feel like I can do anything. Cause I'm just like, they believe in me. They believe in me enough to where I can do this. I need to take, I need to believe in myself. Like I really don't believe in myself for real. I'm sitting here crying over a bee, like <laughs> thinking I'm not going to do well. And that was two months ago. So I'm still in the fresh stage. She, she said it's still, it's still fresh. I was laughing about it. It's still too much, but it's just, it's like, even if I want 
I think that's really good for college students to hear is that you can still do it. You can still believe in yourself. You are still worthy, even if you fail. Yes. That's so big. That's so big. Cause I failed. Like it wasn't like, <laughs> it wasn't like, <laughs> well, I did. So, yeah. and I know at the end of the day that I'm still going to achieve my goal. I'm still going to go hard in the paint. Like I'm going to give myself grace as much as I can, but I just need to, I think what I'm going to work on and what I'm trying to work on actually from that moment said I was going to work on this. So hopefully I actually start doing this, but I said, I was just going to start like giving myself grace and just making sure that at the end of the day, I don't tear myself down like more than I feel like the world is tearing me down. Cause like you're your biggest enemy. At least I know for sure I am my biggest enemy. Like no one is punching me in the face except me. Like for sure. It's really just me against me. Oh, honestly. Cause it's just like, it's like, it, it, cause the thing about it is like, I can sit here and literally cackle at it because I've been like, I, I've been there. I've been crying. Okay. I've been crying over a test. <laughs> I've been crying before I've gone to the test. I, because I knew I did not know what was on the test. Like cumulative finals stress me out to the point where I'm just, I, I black out. Sometimes I just black out and I leave the test and I'm just like, I don't know what happened. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I passed or failed. Uh, Y'all taking tests on computers and we were taking paper tests back then. Okay. Okay. So you didn't know until she posted the grade and like your friends are texting you, the grades are posted, the grades are posted and you're just like refreshing the paper, like a whole nother level of stress. My grade. <laughs> she said TBT. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I saw my grade immediately. She was like, I immediately. It's a revocation of failure. Okay. I had to wait a couple days because my teacher had to grade my test. But I can relate to that so often. But I, I honestly, because I believe in you, and not just because, not just because, it's just I, I know you, and I know who you are and that you can achieve things. I believe in you because if you didn't care so much about this failing grade, that would be something like, you know, so it's like you care about the failing grade. You care about doing well. You care about people so much so that you're in five organizations. Like <laughs> you, <laughs> you care. You're a, you're a RA and that takes a whole nother level. That takes a whole nother level of care that, I think a lot of people don't possess that you have to care for other people. You have to be responsible for other people. And so, and, and that honestly being an RA takes a level of caring for people and also being a PA takes a level of caring for people. So like you possess my, one of my favorite Bible verses and I, and it's lost in the sauce. I can't exactly tell you where it is, but, I find it. but it is. And I, it was one of my verses of the day whenever I, um, when I got laid off and I was like, well, God, what am I going to do next? Like, what am I going to do next? I don't know what to do at this point. Like, this was my path. This was what I was doing. And I just, like, don't know. And it was like, you're equipped. You're equipped with all the tools that you need. And so I believe in you because God believes in you. Because he's equipped you with everything that you need. And I can see the things that you're doing now that's going to help you do the things that you're going to do in the future. So even if it doesn't happen by 26, which I didn't start <laughs> grad school until I was 25, 
I graduated from grad school in 2020. So that was three years ago. I'm 30 this year. So I was 27, 28 or however old I was. It's okay. I don't know. I think it was 27. But but it's just like I didn't start grad school until I was 25. I also had a plan. I was going to have my PhD before I was 30. I'm not going to get a PhD in two months. So, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. It's kind of those things where it's just like our age don't – our our age restriction, I think we put a lot of restriction on that because we do see a lot of people on social media kind of being like, oh, they're 20 and they have a house. But it, uh, our age doesn't determine our worth. Our age doesn't determine yeah. whether or not we're successful. Our success and success doesn't necessarily have to be education and job and things like that. Success can look different. Are you happy and healthy? Do you have a good relationship with your family? That's you know, so, success is in different areas. Wow, listen up. She's spitting. Because that is such a good thing to say. Like, oh my gosh. When it comes, I think in college, I think everything, success is like huge. Like everybody's like, oh, how many internships you got? Like, what's up? What's up? Like that's that's worth here because it's just different. But I don't think a lot of people know in college that, okay, are you happy? Is are you? Do you feel good about yourself? Do you feel beautiful? Like, and I think I am very happy. I think I do feel beautiful. I think I am very loved um, by the people around me. And I think that's like that was like one thing when I was on the floor crying that I was like, damn, what am I doing? Like, I feel really good. Like, I'm at a really good place in my life, and I hope it stays that way. I hope I still feel this way. Yeah. And it's it's gonna ebb and flow, and you know life is not always thumbs up. But as long as you are pursuing the things that make you happy, you always have something to be grateful for. I think also paying attention to the things that you're grateful for. Um, so I think you'll be fine. And if you gotta cry on the floor for two days, <laughs> cry on the floor for two days because some things are annoying and they are very sad. So, you know what? I'm proud of you for crying on the floor for two days over <laughs> that. I am Black very hot girl cry. Girl, cry out because I wish I would have cried more over grades, okay? I was just like, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I thought about dropping out all the time. I never did, obviously, but I thought about dropping out a lot. So, so I didn't. So, I made it. But is it college if you didn't think about dropping out? I was like, I'm going to drop out and become a stripper because <laughs> they make more money than I ever will. Girl, come on. I'll be rolling in that dough. I'll be all, always on a plane somewhere. Sometimes the oh. easier option is the best option. The morals. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what will my daddy say? I don't know. Mom was snatching me off that pole. <laughs> she was like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> so I want to close out by this with this last question. Um, so in college, I remember I would take mental health days, and they would probably look a lot different now. But I used to just not go to class. <laughs> I would use like you know the beginning of the they give you like syllabus week, and they would. <laughs> They say you get three free absences. And sometimes I'll wake up and I'll say, I'm going to use one of my free absences today. I'm not going to go to class. Nothing's wrong with me. Just, that's I it. Just, I just, I feel so overwhelmed with the amount of work that I have to do. Sometimes I would stay home and do homework. Like sometimes I would say, 
because I, I commuted. So you were on campus, but I commuted. So that was just part of my day. And the first couple years I took eight, eight first semester, first couple semesters, I took 8 a.m. classes, which don't do that if you're a commuter. That's a word I, for any student going to college. Don't even do that if you live here. <laughs> don't take 8 a.m. classes. You're not going to make it all semester. I'm telling you that right now. You won't. You won't. You're not going to make it. So, no, don't do that. But um, so I was taking AM classes, just doing silly, goofy things. But as soon as I would wake up and I, I would just say, I'm just, I don't, I can't go to class today because I just feel so overwhelmed. And this is going to like laying in bed for another 10 minutes and then getting up and doing the things that I need to do before mm-hmm. I go to work or before I do whatever I need to do. Like I need to write this paper and going to school first or, and then writing the paper. It's stressing me out. So I just stay home. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, what do you do? I necessarily, I was, I don't take him at Oh. Okay, I'm going to say what I do. But it's like, I don't take a full day where I just do absolutely nothing. Like, maybe, okay, maybe I stay home and I go to the library, or I stay on campus, I go to the library, and I just do my homework. But then I come home and I like watch TV, but I I don't really take mental health days. Most of the time I'm always like working on org stuff. When you're so involved in so many things, it's hard to make time for yourself. It's really hard and that's really bad. I hate to say it, but I really don't make time for myself. If I do, it's me just spending time with people around me, like my boyfriend or being alone, maybe like at night, like most during the day I work, like I go to work most of the days and then I have stuff to do on my laptop. I'm constantly at my desk, just typing emails with work and school and just, and I'm taking a class right now while I'm working. So it's just like a lot of stuff, but most of the time I really don't have a whole bunch of time. It's like hours, like set hours, mental health hours. Yeah, <laughs> which I yeah. mean, which is totally fine because you got to start somewhere. I think for some people, like you hear day and you're just like, oh my gosh, I do challenge you to find a day because I guarantee you there is one. Yeah. I know. I, I guarantee you there's one. I think I have that mentality where I'm like, I don't, I think to me it's like wasteful, like that's so bad because I'm like, I really don't want to make my mind think that just resting is wasteful. Like that's, that sounds terrible. So I'm like, I don't want to make myself think that, but I'm like, in my head, I'm just like, wow, if I just sit here and I take a nap, I could be doing homework. Like, and I sit there and actually do my homework (laughs) and I type emails and it makes me feel like better I guess but at the same time I do wish that I I take naps and do stuff for myself but I did want to just say that if I had a dream mental health day like if I just really had a day where I just was by myself um it would be kind of waking up I would go to the gym and then after I went to the gym I would go to the pool because I love to swim (laughs) I love to swim and then I would probably just go get a smoothie. Then I would go to the library. I would get some work done. I did write that down. <laughs> that sounds so bad. But I would go to I would go to the library, get some work done, come home at like three or four, not like late at night. I would come home three or four, like, you know, get myself together, um, maybe do some TV, maybe a book, like a good, like smutty novel. And <laughs> And then take a bath because I love baths. Like just that would be in my mental health day. Just filling the day with 
things that I love. And I do, I can't not work. Like I'm a very, I'm a workaholic. I like to do my work. I like, I can't not, I can't not. Yeah. But rest, I want to say that rest is productive. I've had to say it to so many people recently. Rest is productive. It's, we are so trained, I think, in this like hustle culture to Mm -hmm. believe that we have to be hustling. We have, if we're not moving towards our goals, we're stagnant. But I was watching a leadership video and I'll send it to you. It was like, it was Bishop T.D. Jakes and he's great. But, and he said that, do you have enough stamina for the win? So like Mm. when you are at your ultimate goal, so you are a PA, you have your own clinic. Do you have enough stamina for your win? Do you have enough stamina to maintain that space? And if you don't know how to rest, if you don't know how to take a break, if you don't know when to ask for help or when to like to to ask, tell people I need a break, do you have the stamina to maintain that? Yeah, that's true. No, you don't. Dang, that's insight right there. Mm-hmm. Because I that the hustle culture is real on Instagram right now. Everyone's just try, like I said earlier. Everyone's just trying to get some here, get some there. Like all these m- revenues of money streams. Like that's Passive what I feel, baby. <laughs> I need that's that. on the reels. Just people just overdoing it sometimes. I'm like, mm-hmm. dang, like y'all are like real estate. Everyone's getting into real estate right now. Um, shout out though, because real estate girlies, I like y'all. And then, like all my friends, like just real estate, and then just little side hustles like reselling. My boyfriend used to be a reseller; he was making a lot of money. Just little stuff, right here and there. And I just think that's cool. But me, I'm like, I don't have time to do that. So it makes me feel like, okay, if I'm not focusing on this stuff then maybe i'm not focusing on the right things like you start doubting yourself a little bit when you see other people doing stuff that you find nice like you're like oh i could be doing that but i'm doing this is this is this worth it like that's like my biggest fear that's why instagram sometimes i'm just like i need a break but yeah i need a break but my orgs use instagram so sometimes it's Sometimes I'm like, okay, I like to repost a lot of the stuff that my orgs do, and they make us sometimes. So yeah. sometimes it's hard to delete it, but yeah, yeah, it's a necessary evil. It's just like one of those things, one of those these these day things. So and now and now you fully work on Instagram, girl. Don't I? And sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to open the app today, but I need to. It's just, <laughs> it's really annoying actually sometimes so yeah my job is instagram right now but it's a necessary evil one of those things where it's like getting the word out and understand like talking to people obviously mm-hmm. um but i think this conversation was fantastic i think we're gonna honestly touch a lot of people with it because you know college girlies be they be in the trenches let me tell you <laughs> they be in the trenches and i i i know i was in the trenches in college but I still see girlies now and I'm like, oh, y'all still in the trenches? Okay. <laughs> like, I'm glad it hasn't changed so much. You're one so thing, glad it hasn't changed. So yeah. I'm, one thing a college is going to be is consistent. Okay. So. Black queens. Very, very trying. Very trying. But I just want to say really quick, shout out to my girl Candy. Because she is... 
awesome for starting this podcast. I can't even believe that this is happening right now. This is so cool. This is such an awesome thing. She's shining light on something that's really important. So just shout out really quick. That is so cool. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's so great. But also shout out to you. Huh? I just laughed. Oh, um, but also uh, shout out to you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day. Like I said, booked and busy and talking about this with me because I just had a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to just laugh and chat and kind of it's like not making light of the issues, but talking about it in a lighthearted kind of way. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of people, you know, there's like I understand. I guarantee you there's people who definitely understand the things that um, we chatted about today. Even if they aren't in college, they've never been to college. I think just coping and realizing like, because, you know, my entire platform is about feelings and working through our feelings and not burying them and just letting them out and working through them. So, you know, learning how to cope with hard things is just part of life. And so anybody that has to, has ever, has ever had to cope with hard things can relate to this and which is everybody, because if your life is easy, call me up because I want to know how. <laughs> For real. For, call me up too. Hello. Hello. I want to know how. I want to know how it's so easy because maybe it's hard over here. <laughs> But thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Black Girl Cry. I will see you guys next time. Yeah.